0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand-Up Guys Podcast, episode 165. I'm your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, and we're joined today by the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, laying down the law and going in raw, the no-condom-wearing, STD Darren. He'll risk a little clap so he doesn't have to fap the phenomenal AJ Singh.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, guys, we're hot off the presses. We just watched uh, season two episode two of loki and we are going to do a deep dive uh spoiler review of that episode but aj i'm wondering off the top what do you think of this episode
1: i enjoyed it uh i you know i like the first episode a little bit more same but uh yeah i still enjoyed it i like where it's going (laughs) i know they're setting up a lot so that's that's fine with me and uh yeah i mean it was just a fun episode if It felt like it was in line with the the whole series as as a whole.
0: Now, AJ, a little Easter egg off the top. I'm wondering if people notice this. Um, It was pretty subtle, but I did notice um, that. I think I suspect this episode was sponsored by mcdonald's i don't know if you yeah, noticed that yeah it, don't it could you... have been <laughs> just might have been <laughs> it was very subtle Blink and blinking you might have missed it but i think i think mcdonald's might have thrown some money their way you might be
1: on something.
0: <laughs> yeah i enjoyed this episode but same as you uh, not as much as episode one mm. um but um yeah, still engrossed in it. Uh, I, I'm still yeah. enjoying it. I just I think really that was my biggest complaint is just how blatant that McDonald's uh ad yeah was. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I guess you gotta pay for these things somehow.
1: A little Mac and me ish in that sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get going here, a little Marvel related news. Did you see that story of how like apparently they like um scrapped their production at Daredevil and they're like restarting?
1: Yeah, it sounds like they were pretty – I don't know how far into it. but they, It seemed like they had done some substantial work in there. They fired all the writers. The They didn't really have, like, a real showrunner, I guess. So now they hired, like, I think two people to help, like, structure the show and, like, you know, from beginning to end write the Bible for it and everything. And, uh, man, it's, it's wild. Like, uh, they – I mean, the, that's going to cost them a lot of money, but I'm glad they're doing it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I don't I don't like anyone to lose their jobs, but I think Daredevil's, like, probably my favorite Marvel character. Mm. And I didn't, I wasn't offended, but I didn't love the way he was portrayed in, in the She-Hulk episode right, he was yeah. in. And so, like, it, it does, I do actually like to hear that they're putting more thought into it and more time into it. Because of all the shows I want them to get right, man, Daredevil is top of the list for me.
1: And it's not just Daredevil. They're going to take that approach to, from what I understand, moving forward. So uh, hopefully the con- the quality of the content goes up all all over across the board. Um, you could see that there was something wrong with the way, you know, Secret Invasion, like the structure, everything was just, we kept complaining about it. Like, you know, when's something going to happen and they try to push it all in the last episode and... You know, there was just not, it was not all there.
0: Yeah. It's been a pattern that we've pointed out on this show over and over between Hawkeye, Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and Secret Invasion that, you know, the writing just wasn't there. And it always, the pacing was terrible. Right. Um, And uh, each season we'd be going into the final episode being like, I don't know how they're going to get to anything interesting. (laughs) And they, (laughs) unfortunately didn't you know and most of those shows just yeah were not good so you know it's never you never want to see people lose their jobs or and you hate to hear like people put so much work into something that's being canned like this but at the same time like i'm glad they are taking the time to reevaluate because like yeah you definitely see there's a problem yeah and a a systemic problem that they need to deal with so i'm glad that they are
1: and now's the time to do it because you know it's kind of shaky like they've they've had a good track record and then recently they really started to fumble it and it's good to see that they're going to try to get back on track now instead of letting you know it fizzle out you know
0: yeah especially with like more and more of these shows lining up you know i imagine in the future they're just going to add more and more especially when they you know inevitably add the x-men uh right and so so yeah it's it's better that they you know Take the time and hopefully figure this out now so that going forward, fingers crossed, yeah. we get a little more quality control with these Disney shows. Right. All right, AJ, should we get into the uh, this episode of Loki? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this episode is entitled Breaking Brad, um, which we'll get into. Uh, so we start out with Loki and Mobius traveling to London in 1977 on their they're looking for Sylvie. Um, they think Sylvie might have got to Hunter X-5 because his temp pad uh, went dark in this time period. I got to say, like, I I remember kind of from like the first season, them using these temp pads. But they say the word temp pad about 50 million times during this episode. Like they're a big plot point. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: so they find X-5. He appears at this like swanky party. Uh, where they find out he's been um, in this timeline, this actor named Brad Wolf. So apparently, like, he went looking for Sylvie, but he has spent enough time in this timeline to, like, get established as, like, this actor, I guess. Which, Which is funny because, like, well, I mean, it's just, like, he would have that inherent talent to be a good actor and become famous. Like... They don't say how long he's been there, you know, with time travel. I guess he could have right. been there for years like doing this. But at the same time, like huh. I'm like the TVA, I imagine they know in real time, like how long he's been there. Mm-hmm. So, like, how long do they let their agents go out in the field and come back with no reports like, or or like nothing of value and be like, oh, we'll let him stay there longer. You know, I, I mean, I just don't know how their system works.
1: Yeah, I mean, at some point in the episode, they talk about how, like, that is a big, it's a big deal to not, like, do your job and come back. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's surprising that he was able to have a whole career.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you would have thought somebody would have checked in on him, like, (laughs) you know, before that. Um, So, anyway, Mobius and Loki confront X5, and, like, he pretends he's going to go get him a drink, and, of course, he just uh, runs away. (laughs) This confused me at first because I didn't recognize it. I wrote X5 is attacked by a large black woman who steals his temp pad. <laughs> I guess that's uh, that uh B15 Non-turbies, lady I think so. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I, it was kind of dark so I couldn't make her out. For, I just assumed it was her.
0: Yeah, it was like a night scene and she was like dressed weird, you know, not in her normal yeah. clothing. So like I didn't immediately like put it together that it was her. Yeah. Um so Loki chases X5 through like a a series of alleyways eventually to a dead end. And he's like, oh, I got you now. But X-5 is like, you know, not so fast. And he has like some sort of device that allows him to teleport a little ways away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so X-5 is running away some more, uh, but he's stopped by a London street gang. Uh, but we find out when he gets in a fight with him that they're just projections of Loki, you know, using his magic. Yeah. Um, and then Loki uses like shadows of himself to hold X-5, you know, more, more of his little uh, magic tricks. So they, they take X5 back to the TVA, and they detain him in a cell. Uh, but they see by looking at his um, temp pad that he has altered it in some way. He's, like, added certain, like, buttons or devices to it. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get to the end of the episode, like, we kind of – I'm not – by the end of the episode, I'm still not entirely sure I understand what those modifications do. Like, I understand that the bad guys are using them to, like – prune the timelines but i'm not i I, maybe if i like really slowed down and paid more attention i maybe there was some dialogue that explained it better but like yeah i don't don't know know either apparently somehow it allowed him to do what they did
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um so they take the device to ob and he's like oh i can't help you right now because you know the time loom from episode one is like you know overloading and gonna melt down so he's working on a device that'll help fix the loom so he just mm-hmm. gives them, like, the manual for the temp pads that, of course, he wrote because, like, he's wrote, wrote all the guidelines for the TVA. Um, so B15 asked Casey if they've gotten any hits on Renslayer's temp pad. Um, he says no because apparently without Miss Minute's help, like, they have to do all the searches manually, I guess, mm-hmm. so it takes longer. Um, but he says he could – he says uh, Renslayer erased the data from her temp pad but he could tell who sent the last message uh, from her pad. Uh, So now B-15 takes Casey to Mobius and Loki. And I think, well, he says that he found out that Miss Minutes is helping Renslayer. So I (laughs) guess that that means that Miss Minutes was like sent the last message from her tent pad or whatever. Yeah, At least that's what uh, I'm guessing that means. Um, So Loki and Mobius, they're, like, struggling to, like, use Obi's manual and, like, analyze what he did to the the pad. And, like, I thought this was weird because they, like, he's like, I think uh, what these modifications do is block the TVA from being able to track it. But Casey's like, no, that's not what it does. That's definitely not what it does. But, like, he doesn't know what it does. He's just like, right, but it certainly yeah. doesn't do that. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that was a weird bit of dialogue. Like, yeah. okay, is Casey smart or is he stupid? I don't know. <laughs> um, so now the team goes to interrogate X5 in his cell. Um, X5 tells Loki um, that he's the problem and that him and his variants always only make things worse. You know, I didn't find really any of his dialogue with Loki and uh, Mobius to be all that compelling. Like, he says little jabs that get under their skin. Like Yeah, that's he pretty me-
1: much all I got from Like, he wasn't very clever or anything. He was just being a jerk.
0: Yeah, he, he mentions to Loki that, like, oh, you're trying to be a hero, but you're no hero. You, you might as well be a villain. That's what you're good at. And he yeah. mentions that he got his mom hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... um So it looks like Loki's getting mad, so Mobius steps in, and Mobius tells X-5 that if he cooperates, they'll let him go back to living as Brad on that timeline he was in. Mm -hmm. Um, X-5 doesn't believe him uh, and tells Mobius he needs to wake up, and, you know, he kind of tells him, you know, about, like, you know he had a life on the timeline, you know, doesn't he know, want to know, you know, what was taken from him, that kind of thing. Anyway, this gets under Mobius' skin for some reason. And he kind of like, you know, slaps him or hits him. And the team pulls him out of the room. Uh, So Loki is kind of concerned about Mobius uh, and Mobius, you know, says he's fine. uh, But Loki is like, ah, let's take a break. Uh, So they go to the lunchroom and they eat some pie. And uh, Loki asked him if he's curious about his uh, his you know real life his former life and he says no and then he claims to be thankful for his life at the TVA and basically he says he doesn't want to know he's like I could take it if my former life was like terrible but like if I found out that it was great and that's what I've been missing out on like he he would have a hard time handling that so he, he basically would rather just not know right um so Mobius thinks X5 um, probably found Sylvie, uh, but didn't turn her in so he could keep keep living his best life on the timeline as that actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we go to Ob. Uh, he goes to that uh where the loom is, that room that overlooks the loom, and he hooks up that device he'd been um you know working on to fix the loom. But like he gets the message from the computer that like seemingly like there's something wrong, like the computer won't work. Yeah. Um, but we don't in that scene. We'll find out later, but in that scene we don't find out exactly what the issue is. Um, so Loki and Mobius, they, they, they card this like weird device into X5 cell, and uh, Loki pretends to be missing the thing that controls this device, um, so that he can lock Mobius out of the cell when Mobius goes to presumably get this device. Uh, but then Loki's like, oh no, I do have the device here. So we got this whole thing where, like, you know, we we find out he's pretending. But, like, Mobius is, like, you know, pretending that um, Loki went rogue and is, like, going to do something harmful. And so he's pounding on the door. He's going villain mode. So uh, Loki turns on this machine. And I'm like, what is this machine exactly? All we find out (laughs) is that it can produce cubes. Like, so it produces this cube uh, that it puts Brad into. And right. then, you know, Loki, like, starts, like, you know, shrinking the cube, you know, like, he's going to crush Brad, you know, to...
1: I mean, I, I if you're claustrophobic, I, I would definitely be freaking out if I was in there, but it was a it was an interesting form of torture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it would, yeah, it, it would get me talking, too, like, yeah. but my thing is, it's just, like, why would they have this elaborate device that, <laughs> that makes cubes, and, like... Can that device do other things? Can it materialize right. like anything you want? Like, yeah, I, I, what is this exactly? <laughs> I just thought that was a very random and weird uh <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um so X5, he does break and he finally reveals that he did find Sylvie and and then Mobius reveals that he was in on this whole thing, you know, it was part of Loki mm-hmm. and his plan. And they take X5 uh with them so they he, he can show them where Sylvie is. Um, So now we get a scene where Casey and B-15 go see O.B. at the loom. Uh, He says they are all going to die because he can't get the blast doors to open. And he says that uh, only he who remains uh, can open the door. Apparently it's got to, like, scan his temporal aura or some made-up garbage like that. Um, And, of course, he's dead. Mm -hmm. Um, O.B. says their only hope is to convince Miss Minutes uh, to help them. And mm-hmm. I think Casey mentions, like, you know, how are we going to get a rogue AI uh, to help us with this? Which really, like, Miss, I don't know, like, do, I mean, we haven't seen Miss Minutes yet this season. Like, do you th- I kind of feel like they are going to get Miss Minutes on their side somehow.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Miss Minutes is going to be working with Renslayer, maybe. I mean, that's, like that's,
0: that's what they've that's the set up. Person, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I just, it depends on Men's motivations too, then I guess, you know.
0: Um, so now Loki, Morbius, and X-5 uh, go to the McDonald's uh, that was seen uh, in the post-credits of, of last episode. So this is 1982, Broxton, Oklahoma. Um, X-5 uh, is all nervous and he wants to leave really bad. Um, seemingly, it seems like he's nervous about Sylvie, like maybe Sylvie will kill him. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll find out in a minute why he's really, like, so nerdy. Um So Sylvie, for some reason, got a job working at McDonald's. And a part of me is, like, would she, like... Like, I, I kind of forget her, her introduction of, like, what her original timeline was like that she's from. But it, to me, it would seem like this idea of working at a McDonald's would be so foreign to her that she wouldn't have even gone that route. But I don't know, yeah. maybe...
1: Well, in her timeline, she was just a little kid when she first got, like, in trouble. She was, like, a little Loki. She lived in royalty. She was playing with her toys. And then from there on, she was always on the run. So, I mean, maybe just a little consistency is what she, you know, needs. And this is kind of what that provides.
0: I guess so. I— Part of me thinks she would have been so terrible at it that they would have fired her, but <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, that's no. true. Or she would've
1: killed somebody at some point. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Come on, get, fast food. Or at
0: least got caught like using her magic or something, you know. Yeah. Or maybe maybe her magic is what got her through it. I don't know. That's true, yeah. Um so they go out Loki and her go outside. Uh Loki tells her about him seeing the future version of herself, uh, from the end of episode one. Um And, uh, you know, they kind of get in an argument and and he's like, you know, she's like saying that she won't go back to the TVA and she hates the TVA. But like Loki's like, after what you did, the TVA is all that can, uh, you know, stop what's coming basically. Um, And then, okay, we get a scene between Owen Wilson and uh, X5. And I wrote here, we get some blatant McDonald's product placement. Cause this is, this is where like, I thought this was going to be bad, but I, I just got like, All I got was a tasty meal or something like that.
1: (laughs) And then we even. Acid reflux.
0: (laughs) And X5's even like, um, you know, we can get this to go. That's like, that's a service they even provide. (laughs) Uh, But X5, he keeps acting really nervous, uh, causing Mobius to suspect that he's setting them up for something. Uh, So Mobius takes X5 outside to Sylvie and Loki, and he's like, okay, like, tell us what's going on. And he's still kind of, like, you know, skirting around the issue, not not saying what's going on. So Sylvie just uses her magic on him to, you know, basically go through his mind and see what he saw.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so he finds out that uh, General Docs is going to bomb every branching timeline. She's going to prune every, time, uh, every uh, branching timeline. Mm-hmm. So Sylvia transports... Um, Uh, Loki and Morbius uh, to General Dox's, like, center of operations. And uh, they send X5 back to the TVA where, you know, B-15 gets them. So on the monitor, B-15 notices that, like, a bunch of the timelines are being pruned. I think at that point it says, like, oh, 30% of them are being destroyed. Um, So she contacts the team, and they see that Dox and, like, her loyal supporters are using temp pads that have been modified like X, fives. Uh, and it basically opens up all these time gates and allows them to go and place bombs in, in yeah. the places that'll prune the timelines. By the way, I forget how that works. Exactly. They must have, I think this was in season one. Don't they have like special, like, I don't know, time bombs or something. Yeah. That's, yeah. Somehow do that. Mm-hmm. Um, So we get a small action scene here where Loki and the team kind of, you know, beat up some of those guys. And then, like, they hold hands and explode her green magic, which, like, blows up everything. Yeah. Um, So they stop Doc's, but not before, like, she prunes, like, I want to say most of the timelines. Like, kills, you know, billions and billions of people, basically. Yeah. Um, So they go back to the TVA and it's kind of solemn with them looking at the monitor, seeing how many people died and everything. Uh, But Casey does get a hit on Renslayer's temp pad. Um, We get a a short scene between Loki and Sylvie. Um, She decides to go back to the McDonald's. She's like, if it still exists, apparently it does. And, you know, Loki's like kind of, you know, dismayed that she left, but and then, so back at the McDonald's, uh, Sylvie's hanging out on the, the hood of her truck, listening to sad music. And like one of the McDonald's employees, like they have a short conversation and she's like, you know, is your mom coming to get you or something? And he's like, yeah. And he leaves or whatever. Yeah. And then she, we we end this episode. She opens up like some sort of glowing device. Yeah. And I'm like, are we supposed to know what that is? I don't think so. Yeah, It wasn't a temp pad.
1: It didn't look like it. No, so yeah, besides the temp pad, I wouldn't know what that was.
0: (laughs) So I guess that's the mystery going into uh, next episode. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine also next episode, um, you know, the follow-up on that lead of, you know, Renslayer's temp pad. Um, Yeah, and
1: it sounded like, uh, so Ouroboros was saying that uh, everybody was going to die, like everything was going to explode. So it did seem like, the pruning of the timelines probably prolonged that from happening.
0: I was wondering that too. You would think so because he's like, that's what's causing the meltdown is like so many timelines. But I guess that buys him more time since now, you know, most of those are gone.
1: Yeah. But really, I think think we're going to start seeing Kang soon too, because they need him. Like if they can't find Miss Minutes, they need like a version of Kang and we know he's going to be in the series. So I think they're going to try to go find him to like help fix this problem in the first place.
0: Yeah, I was wondering when he's going to show up too because we know from that one like um post-credit scene and I forget which movie it was that oh probably Quantumania, Yeah. yeah. Where like he's what's the character name? Victor Timely. Yeah. That, which is like some kind of old west
1: <laughs>
0: 1800s kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, version something. of him. <laughs> um so I kind of am interested in, you know, seeing that scene in the context of whatever episode that ends up being.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what happens with him as well. I heard he's a little over the top this season. People said Jonathan Major's performance is uh, is okay. So I'm curious to see how that comes out. I, I hope it's it's better than that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is with him playing so many different versions, like, he can uh, they can afford to have a few of those versions that are, like, very over That's the true. top and he scenery chewing. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm actually okay with that because I, I hope we do get, you know, versions of him that are more serious and more smart. Well, I guess they're they're all going to be smart though.
1: Yeah. Cuz on a base level saying.
0: like that's why who he or he who remains was like so worried cuz he's like, you know, they're all like genius level or yeah. you know whatever. So I guess they're all smart, but yeah. Uh, but you, it makes you, sense that they would all be unique.
1: Yeah, that you would have sense. a
0: variety of uh, you know, personalities with these guys. Yeah. You hope some are a little more over the top and maybe some are a little more serious and subdued. I mean, we did get, like, at, at the end of Quantumania, that other post-credit where we, we see, like, the Immortus version. We see, like... I don't know what the names of all of them are. Like, the uh, the more, like, um, Egyptian-looking one. Or maybe that is the Immortus version. I don't know. Like, Scarlet then,
1: Centurion, I think. Yeah, yeah. That guy one. that
0: has... Yeah, you're right. That guy had, like like, kind of electric blue-like things on his outfit. And so... I don't. You think they'll actually introduce those versions in in this? I'm thinking probably not. They'll probably save those for the movies. But
1: yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. For now, anyway. How many episodes are there this season?
0: Oh, I looked that up. Uh, six, six episodes. Oh dang! Really? Yeah. Only Six. Only six. <laughs> All right. I
1: know Daredevil are going to make more episodes. <laughs> like, well, I, they
0: were. I don't know about now.
1: I hope they continue with with. Like, the 18 that they were slated for Season
0: 1. I don't know. 18 seems like almost too many where there's going to be some filler episodes, but, like... I don't but mind I do, like, a
1: filler episode here and there, you know? Like, it's it's fun to, like, get off the the main storyline, do your little side quest, too. It's, uh, I'm okay with that. I just more I, content, the better for me, as long as it's good content.
0: Right. I mean, I, I'm more willing to entertain that with... Um, Daredevil, just because I like the character so much. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, is, like, more content as long as it's good. But the thing is, is, like, more and more episodes, you are going to see a decline in quality, I feel like. I mean, I've watched so many of those, like, CW superhero shows, and I do, like, a lot of them. But there you see, like, they do have, like, you know, some of them 20, 22 episodes a season. True, and. I think that does hurt them. Like there's, there's a lot of like dud episodes of the, some of those CW shows and to where I'm like, well, if they, if they've, you know, consistently made like eight to 10 episode seasons, I'm sure like these would be tighter, at, you know, and yeah, they probably would be a higher quality bar. But, you know, I do wonder now that they're, you know, have scrapped, you know, whatever they were doing with daredevil, they probably don't want to make as many episodes just because like, They've already spent so much money that they they probably would like to be like okay since we're gonna have to spend more money let's at least make less episodes like let's keep the quality bar high yeah. but like I mean I hope maybe it's the, more than six I hope it's I, more I, than I, do six. I do too I do <laughs> too uh, you know eight to ten at least would be yeah. uh, preferable but um, you know maybe with six episodes of Loki maybe they they can keep this this uh, quality up that's what I'm crossing my fingers for.
1: I think Loki is the bread and butter of their TV right now. You know, it's it's top of the line. Keep its quality high. It'll carry the rest of your TV for a while because it'll make it look better and uh, just keep trying to hit that, that high mark.
0: You know, I do wonder, though. I You know, I forgot, and, and everything's subject to change, of course, but, you know, they, they did, like, put their roadmap out for the next couple years of, like, what shows they're going to have and what movies they're going to have, and eventually, you know, um, it's going to be like that Avengers movie with like, um you know. Secret Wars. Is it Secret War? Yeah, and like wasn't there even another one that had Kang in the title? Kang Dynasty, I think. Kang Dynasty, yeah. And I'm just like if they're setting up for Kang Dynasty, it didn't seem like most of the projects in between here and there on the surface would have like Kang like being a big part of them, you know. You know, because right. like when they were building up to Thanos, like we got a little bit of Thanos spread across like a bunch of like post-credit scenes. And then eventually he was involved a little more and a little more. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if they can like build Kang in quite the same way that they built Thanos up, you
1: know? I, I, I think they could like, because there's so many variants of King, I feel like he could show up and like a variant could show up in like, you know, so many different projects. I think, I think I feel like they could, but you know, it's just, are they going to go down that path?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess they could seed him in, subtly and just have him in a scene here and a scene there is like a different version of Kang and each of these movies Mm -hmm. he could almost become like now that Stan Lee's gone there could be a Kang cameo in in every movie almost
1: essentially (laughs) like he's always like because he's like the grand master of all this you know he's like the one who's pulling the strings. So you kind of, maybe he's like somewhere in the background of, an, of an epi- a series and he's like, kind of, you know, messing around, doing his thing, manipulating things behind the scenes. And you kind of, they kind of show him for a second. I, I wouldn't mind that.
0: I do. Um, do you think, cause like that Deadpool movie, like, and again, it, depending on when the actor strike ends and all that, like original plans, I think were the, for that Deadpool movie to come out next year, but who, who knows what, but like, I'm wondering if, like, I feel like that movie's gonna feel like mostly standalone, but probably have like some sort of connection to, like, you know, how does Daredevil get over to this universe or something? Yeah, but like, no, I definitely
1: heard there's gonna be some sort of a crossover with that movie. Like, they're gonna they're gonna like bring universes together. Oh uh, well, I mean, I I think I've heard that.
0: That would be interesting. It is, like, they they keep announcing, though, that they're going to have all these, like, cameos of, like, people that were in the Fox movies, and I'm like, I don't think they're going to do very much with them. Uh, It's probably just going to be for jokes, mostly, I imagine. But
1: Like, kills them all or something. (laughs) Prunes that universe or something. I don't know.
0: Oh, and the latest uh, rumor, because apparently, like, um, um, at some football game, they they spotted Taylor Swift with, um, like, Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, Um. and the director of Deadpool three. And so mm-hmm. they're like, um, you know, could she be um Dazzler from the X Men or something like that? Which oh, I hope not. I mean, that's such a minor character, I wouldn't care. And honestly, okay. like no matter what anyone thinks of Taylor Swift, she is like super duper popular. So to me it'd be like smart on their part to do it if she is game. So
1: Yeah, it's just that she's too recognizable. It's like that episode of Game of Thrones where they put Ed Sheeran in there <laughs> for some reason. And it's like we don't need a cameo from some famous person who's, like, doing their little, you know, five-minute cameo. I don't know. It's just...
0: You know, it's one of those things. It, it It's not needed, but as long as they use her sparingly, I I wouldn't really care that much. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. I feel like, um, I mean, there's so many X-Men comics. I, I've never read any that really centered on Dazzler. I've never heard but of
1: Dazzler. I've never seen or heard of her.
0: She's like a mutant... But, like she's also like a famous singer at the same time, oh, okay, like, it makes like sense. a pop star, you know, okay, and i' don't, I'm not even sure what her powers are exactly, but like she she seems like a very minor character,
1: <laughs> okay.
0: The only the only thing I wouldn't like is if they made her Dazzler and they're like, "Well, now that we got her as Dazzler, Dazzler's going to be like a huge character. Dazzler's going to
1: save the multiverse." Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: that would then I would be like, "No, I'm not I'm not into this." But as long yeah. as they like, you know, keep it manageable, then then I'm fine with it. Right. Um, well, AJ, any final thoughts on Loki or the MCU uh as a whole before we wrap this bad boy up?
1: Uh, You know, nothing but good news. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing these future shows more than ever. And uh, Loki is still going strong for me. So uh, I'm very much engulfed in what's going on with that show.
0: Yeah. And actually this daredevil news um, gets me more excited. Just, just the fact that they realized, you know, something's not working here. Mm -hmm. Um, It it gives me hope for the future. I, I gotta say like, Remember they announced that um um oh the the witch from um the vision series WandaVision yep. Yeah remember Agnes or whatever was that Oh Agnes yeah, yeah yeah you know they gave her like her own Agatha show Harkness. yeah. Agatha yeah. Harkness. a part of me is like you know it's not too late to cancel that <laughs> like he- I'm sorry I I don't think that's a necessary show like at all like nothing against that character. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing that character, you know, eventually pop up again. I just don't think she needs her own show.
1: You know, I'm on the fence. I I could see it being a Halloween show. You know, like, it coming out in October and being kind of creepy and fun. I, I'd, be, yeah, I'd be really okay with that. I, I'd, I'd appreciate that if they went with that theme.
0: You know, if it was just like a one-shot Halloween thing like they did with that werewolf by night, that yeah. That I could get behind, yeah. But I don't need like a full series dedicated to her, right? Um, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem that compelling to me. But then again, neither does that Hawkeye spinoff with that um,
1: Echo. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the one I'm least uh, I mean, Hawkeye itself was not something I was excited about, and now was a spinoff of a character from Hawkeye. I uh, just you know, <laughs> right? That's rough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but we'll have to see what the future holds for that kind of stuff. Um, but I do want to thank everybody who's watched. Uh, please, if you will, subscribe to us both on the YouTube channel and in audio form on your podcast catcher of choice. Leave us thumbs up, uh, comments, positive reviews, all that good stuff. And you can uh, go ahead and uh, go over to Twitter slash X and you can follow me at Zach Jones Live. that's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. Uh, And that's going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys.
1: Take care.